love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. The biggest gift for me is I get to meet my grandparents without a time machine. So I get to meet them as 20-year-olds. I know how the story ends. I know what happens, but I don't know how it started. And so for me, selfishly, it's been the biggest gift that they could have ever given me. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. This week's love story has us doing a little time travel back to the 1940s. We'll be introduced to Doreen and Bill by their grandson, Jason. He is sharing their love story with the world through hundreds of letters from a little blue suitcase. Hello, Jason. Hello. You are the keeper of the love. <laughs> well, we'll start with that today. Sure. That sounds great. Tell me this fantastic story. How did it start? Well, it started, um, my grandparents were married for 77 years. And unfortunately, my grandfather passed away in September of 2019. And it was decided that we were going to move my grandmother into a residence. And so we moved her out of her home in East York. And while we were cleaning out her home, I found a little blue suitcase in the basement. And I opened it up in I just really found a treasure trove of love letters that my grandparents exchanged between the years of 1941 to 1946. And I thought, this is a real cool piece of history. My mom initially said, just throw it out. And I said, no, stop, don't, <laughs> don't throw it out. Um, and I, we kept and we held on to it for about a year in this wonderful thing called the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And certainly a lot of people took to reading and watching and binging TV. And I just thought this would be a really great exercise to take these letters, put them in chronological order. And initially I just started to do it for my family who, because you can't see each other, then this would be a way in which they could read the true love story of my grandparents. And so I just really started the blog for myself and my family as a way and, of keeping family history alive yeah absolutely absolutely and um once i started doing that it just took off and people just connected with the simple story of letter writing and really taking the time to write to each other it, even it's as simple as explaining what you did that day from getting up in the morning to going for a walk to doing drills in the in the air force for my grandfather it really just showed the simple act of telling people how you feel on a piece of paper mm -hmm. and that really just started to connect with people and subsequently i've got 500 plus letters that i have begun transcribing and i'm about halfway through and it has just been such a hugely rewarding experience. Over 500 letters. That, you're right, mm -hmm. it's a treasure trove. Mm -hmm. 
Isn't it funny that your mom didn't see the same value in it that you did? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I think, you know, in, in, in fairness that, you know, she was just in a place of just get this stuff out of here because we got to get this house for sale. <laughs> Sounds and familiar. It was a, I think it was a little overwhelming at first. And I said, hold on, let's just take a beat. We'll take a pause. You <laughs> never know. And um, yeah, so we and then so she held on to them for the next year and we really didn't look at them. And once I opened up the suitcase and saw what richness and goodness was in there, yeah. I mean, it just had to be shared. Oh my gosh. I would have done the same as you. I would have just nabbed it out of there and, and <laughs> held on tight. I'm, I'm curious if you can tell us about their relationship so we understand yeah. why they had the opportunity to write all these letters. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is a... I've been saying this is a true Canadian love story because this is two people who met when they were teenagers, when my grandfather, Bill Lewis, was the local paper boy. And he had been delivering papers to my grandmother's house when they were teenagers. And he finally got enough nerve and courage to ask her out. And <laughs> he asked her out and I believe he was 16 and she was 15. And it is a true example was this was the only person the two of them ever dated. Wow. Childhood sweethearts. <laughs> um, and so from that point, they, you know, started dating. And my grandfather at that point decided to enlist in the Royal Canadian Air Force. Um, and part of that was obviously that you'd have to go to the basic training, which in this case was in Trenton, mm -hmm. Ontario. And so that's how their letter writing started. And so they were two teenagers who were dating. He was in basic training and they started corresponding by letters. And through the course of their correspondence and his opportunity to possibly get back to Toronto, their love continued to grow and continue to develop. And what has been so amazing is that I actually get to watch them through those stages. I got to read about then him being transferred to Halifax, where he was then stationed, um, and then trying to start a life, a married life, as, as a married couple being separated um, without FaceTime, without text, without Facebook, without all of the gadgets that we use today to keep connected. They only got to be connected via letter writing. And so I get to live this incredible experience that they were living as young adults by reading these letters. And so that's how it progressed. And then it progressed in the story because there's, there's all of this other piece outside of getting to know my grandparents as teenagers. I'm also getting to know this cast of secondary characters. Oh, tell me more. I'm, yeah. I get to meet relatives who were long gone before I was ever a glimmer in my mother's eye. Um, I get to meet uncles and aunts who I'd only ever heard of in stories and I'd only ever heard of in passing stories or maybe when you look through a, 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 some old photos. But I now get to hear about Aunt Agnes. I get to hear about Aunt Maddie. I get to hear about Marg and Ted and their marriage and their the in-laws who weren't nice to them and all of these other people who I didn't ever really get to meet or know I get to now meet them. Family intrigue. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's been such a wild journey because as people, again, have started to gravitate towards the blog, I've had distant cousins and relatives who 
were long missing, and I don't use that word as in disappeared, but they just kind of naturally over the course of 77 years have gone their separate ways, who have reached out and said, I think I might be your cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just want to be your cousin because they want to be related to this love story. Well, they do know a lot about some of the cast of characters, so I'm hoping that they're keeping it legit. I don't think my grandmother or even my grandfather before he passed realizes what a gift this has been. So your grandmother is 99 and a half now? She is. And what does she think about all this? <laughs> well, she um, she's in, she lives in a retirement um, place and she's really comfortable. And she, I explained to her, I said, Grandma, this is what I'm doing. And I've looked through the letters and I'm going to put them on a blog, which trying to explain to a 99 and a half year old what an online community or indoor <laughs> blog is was quite the experience. But when she finally understood it, she said to me, Ah, Jason, Jesus Christmas, who wants to read those letters? Holy doodle, I would have, I don't know what you're reading them for. Jesus Christmas, which is her favorite line. So she doesn't quite see, she just sees them as, it was just the way she communicated. I said, you know, when grandma, you know, when we, when I look through who's been looking at um, the Little Blue Suitcase blog, I say, grandma, do you know that there's people from Australia? The Philippines, China, Slovakia, incredible, Brazil, the US, United Kingdom, France, who are reading these things and who continuously come back to reading this story. <laughs> She's like, where again? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what William and Doreen were like. Describe mm-hmm. those characters to me that they were as as young people writing to one another yeah it 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 was it's so interesting because they're really just like every other young kid in love i also didn't realize i mean i always knew but i didn't realize how funny they both were oh god they just were just so funny with and just maybe it's the, the the verbiage of the time in the year 1940, but there's a lot of swells. <laughs> I'm swell, dear. How are you? I'm dandy. I'm just grand. <laughs> so great. I just find it so cute. And, you know, just like any, I think of probably all of us, you know, when we start working and have our working career, my grandmother writes to my grandfather, Well, hello, dear. It's your old Toronto gossip wife giving you all the news on the street and what's happened in the office. And I think we do. I would have done that as a 20 year old. I'm sure we all did, you know, our first job and you run home and you want to tell people what's going on. And it's it's pretty much the same. The only difference is they're using pen and paper Mm -hmm. to have that story. Isn't that great? What were your memories of them from when you were a child? Um. I think, well, I think I know. Um, they were like a set of, second set of parents to me. Oh, really? They, I spent, making reference to the cottage, lots of time with them as a kid, with my sister and myself, with them at the cottage, without my parents. Um, and so they really were like a second set of parents to us and to me. 
And so um, I remember going down and seeing grandma. She was still working at Eaton's um, and, you know, going out for lunch and going to the cottage and going to spend weekends with them. So I always remember, and I think the two things that I would say as I get older, as, as I read the letters that have really <laughs> stuck with me are two things. One, there's nothing I saw my grandparents could not handle or tackle if it wasn't done with laughter and a little bit of respect. And so it made no difference. I just hear laughter at all the time. And I think whether it's a simple thing from putting the slippers on the wrong feet to larger things like we forgot to pay a bill, um, there was always laughter or Jesus Christmas, Bill. Holy doodle. What have you done now? Jesus, Doreen, leave me alone. I, it, there was that banter, mm -hmm. but always done with a side of wink, wink, nudge, nudge that I think has helped me in my relationships. That's a lesson. To say it? there's always, yeah, there's always going to be stressful times. And, you know, everyone goes through stress. And I'm not saying that everything can be cured. But if you're able together with your partner, be able to have a little bit of a laugh here and there, I think it goes a long way. And I think the second piece for me was respect as well. Mm -hmm. That respect for different ideas, respect for different opinions, respect for seeing things differently was certainly evident to me at all times. Um, my grandfather was, um, he owned his own insurance brokerage later on. I mean, his life, he worked out of the home at his own home and my grandmother went up to work and it was respect that you want to go out. Great. I'm going to work at home. Great. We're going to take the four weeks and go to the cottage. Great. How do we want to do this? And so there was always a level of respect mm -hmm. around um, what they both wanted to do, but also what they wanted to do together. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. Let me ask you this. It seems to me like you have in putting these letters out into the world, sort of put out mm -hmm. a big beam of light in a dark time. Does it mm. feel like that from your perspective? Absolutely, 100%. Mm. Um, just, you know, again, I think that people are, you know, it's people are searching for, to make sense of how to connect. And we are often relying on the tech, at least, from my perspective, that we're relying on the technology and the technology is not there. We can't see them. And so I think this has given people a little hope. And I reflect upon the time they were writing this le these letters. World War was ravaging. Mm -hmm. People didn't know what it was going to look like. Didn't know if a dictator was going to rule the world. Didn't know the men that they sent off to war if they were going to come back. Talk about a time of uncertainty. Where was the paycheck going to come from? How am I going to afford to pay the mortgage, the rent, if this shuts down? It, it was a very stressful time. Yeah. Yet they made it through. 
and they made it through in this case, in my grandparents' case, part of their support mechanism was talking to each other. And so I think in this time where people are feeling that level of anxiety, I mean, we're not, we're not on the brink of a world war, but it feels like it when we think about what we have to tackle um, for the pandemic. And so this to me is a gift. I want to give this to people to read to say, if they can do it and they didn't have the, the resources at their disposal, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I don't need to complain about my 4,000 square foot home with four bedrooms, four <laughs> bathrooms, two cars, and then I can get away on the weekend to my summer house that allows me to have a relax. You know, take stock of what's important. That is the other thing that truly also has affected me is that I've been able to take stock, um, knowing that, you know, I, I'm in my house with my husband and there's just the two of us and there's not a lot of room. Um, but to take stock to say, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's people out there who are suffering a heck of a lot worse than we are. I got food. I got a job. I got somebody who loves me. And that's good. And this too shall pass. Um, and so that to me has been a huge lesson as well. And so I want to be able to kind of play that forward. To again, it started with my family and then it blossomed to, you know, um, over 43,000 people now have come and dropped in to say hello to the to the little suit, little blue suitcase blog. Oh, I love that so much. And what I'm hearing you say is that these letters were like a lifeline between your grandparents in a stressful time. Mm -hmm. And now they've been transformed mm -hmm. into a lifeline for 40,000 plus people during a stressful time. That's that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also set up a, a Facebook page um, for Little Blue Suitcase as well. And and the people are now chatting with each other, which I don't know who these people are, but they're chatting saying, Susan, are you up to date on the letters? No, Jane, I haven't read today's, but I got to get to them. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, these two people have connected. Now, whether they're friends or not, that's not here, no there. But I get to read these comments yes. that Jane and Susan are talking about, oh, darn, I'm not up to speed on the latest edition of the letters. I got to get to that. Um, just the fact that that was able, that those two people connected on that level. Yeah, I was going to say um, you're creating connections. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's yeah, it's just been, it's been so interesting. I think it's the, I think, I think you hit the you know the nail on the head it's just the hunger for connection mm -hmm. because we're so disconnected um and so the hunger for connection has has made people or you know people have stumbled upon this and said you know i'm gonna give this a whirl and give this a read and the next thing you know they're in they're hooked um yeah because i know a lot of you know a number of people have also reached out and said it's my sunday morning ritual i grab my coffee and i catch up on bill and doreen's letters Oh, I just think that is tremendous. I want to say thank you so much for this, because um, I do believe that you are making the world a little bit better by this beautiful project. And well, I you. know that I'm going to become an addict very quickly. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. I'm going to be I, I have your email. I'm going to be emailing you for the next installment. 
Absolutely. And again, you know, people so can subscribe to or follow the the blog, littlebluesuitcase.ca. Um, and so they get notifications when new letters come up or on Facebook. And again, I post a couple of pictures, but I've, I've been, I've made a very conscious decision not to show a lot of pictures of my grandparents because I want people to use their imagination oh, to, to, to allow them to kind of think, God, I wonder, you know, she's talking about a black dress. I wonder what it looks like, 1940s style. So I've tried not to do that because I want the letters to allow to speak for themselves mm-hmm. and allow them to, to craft the story. Well, I just thank you so much for sharing the story. I want to know what's your greatest hope for what this will achieve out in the world? Whew. Talk about that hard hidden question at the end of the, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I think what I would really like to achieve or what would I'd like to achieve um, is really that people will again, take pause. And I know it's a cliche and I know you can buy it on a napkin and a t-shirt that says, you know, take a moment for yourself. But I really think that that's what I would hope for. But if I could possibly allow people just to take that pause and be thankful for what's in front of them and realize that you probably have something to be thankful for, that to me would be the biggest gift I think that I could possibly receive from that um, for pe- for others but to be selfish the biggest gift for me is I get to meet my grandparents without a time machine so I get to meet them as 20 year olds I know how the story ends I know what happens but I don't know how it started and so for me selfishly it's been the biggest gift that they can have ever given me um, or my family. So it really is truly the, a, a wonderful gift that we'll just keep on giving. Oh, this is a gift for us. But before <laughs> I let you go, I want you to read us some snippets, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I just right. happened to have one. Yeah, handy. exactly. Um, some of your but favorites. I got to get used to some. I got to use sometimes to get, you know, really reading the uh, handwritten, you know, so we're so used to ty- reading, typing and emails. Yes. Um, so this is October 6th, 1943 um, from my grandfather to my grandmother. Hello, darling. Well, dear, I received your very nice letter on Monday, dear. And since I wrote you on Sunday, I thought I would take a couple of days until I had some news for you. But things have been pretty much the same. So very quiet this week that I'm afraid this won't be particularly a long letter. I haven't had a letter from my folks for over a week. They owe me a letter, but I wrote one yesterday anyway. Tell them that I look can look forward to getting a letter just as much as they get excited when I send them a letter. So get them cracking on that, will ya? Well, dear, I went to the Navy show on Sunday night and had a fair time, but I think that the Air Force show should be better. Mark Kenny was going to give a show at the Forum down in Halifax the same night. If I had known, I think I would have rather have gone to hear him. Monday night, I had to work the late shift night duty till 1.15 or so, and that finished that night for me. Last night, I went to the station show and saw two really good pictures. One was Action in the North Atlantic with Humphrey Bogart, and it was a dandy picture. 
I didn't get out until 1130. And so I was a little late getting to bed. I'm on duty watch, so I don't won't be going out, but I have only been out to one show downtown in Halifax and another on Sunday afternoon once since I came back from leave. So that's an example of some of the information that they would have certainly shared mm -hmm. um, for back and forth. I can grab this one here because sure. um, this is the end piece where he says, darling, I want to thank you for going over to see my mother and father once in a while. They certainly look forward to seeing you because you put you act like a daughter for them, dear, because they certainly think a lot of you, darling. And confidentially, I also think a lot of you myself. Well, dear, I think that's all for now. And I just close by saying all my love, dear. I love you very, very much. I'm lonely and I miss you. But I always remember that I love you from the bottom of my heart. Bill. Oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that must just land squarely in yours it does i'm surprised i could make it through yeah jeez yeah. um you know and again so when i when i read something from my grandmother as well um she says you know hello dearest well my darling here it is monday night i was going to write you yesterday but i thought i would wait until today to see that there's it was any more mail, but no luck, but perhaps tomorrow. I received your lovely letter Friday, dear, and I was very glad to receive it. You know, I'm always glad to receive the letters that you sent me, my darling, and I look forward to getting them in the mail, so please never stop. Well, darling, that seems to be all for now, but we'll write you again on Wednesday. So my dearest, loving you with all my heart and praying awful hard that you will be home long before Christmas. With all my love, Doreen. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And you're a rock star. Seriously, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.